It would be his third win of the 2022 season, but more importantly, it would be career win number 49, tying him with Tony Stewart. He's going to win at Pocono again. Great job, team. Good work. Welcome back to the Full Tank with Phil podcast, the first ever podcast about gambling on NASCAR. And that is how it sounded on Sunday, the TV broadcast, but it is not how they ended up in their finishing positions, as we now know, due to some disqualifications. So we'll get into that in just a bit. But first, about today's episode, this one's a kind of a a weird one for me. I am currently on vacation. I have snuck away. And uh, during the kids' nap times, I am literally sitting next to an ironing board with my microphone up and my computer going. That's how we're making this happen. So the the episode this week, I kind of gave the warning last week, if anyone heard that at the end. It's going to be a little bit of a quicker one, moving through the bets a little bit you know, more speedy than normal, uh, less bets overall, you know, and, and we'll keep our eyes peeled later this week on uh, Instagram and Twitter if we want to add anything to it. But um, generally, just trying to, you know, get something out there, get my initial thoughts out there and, and you know, these leans that I do have. Um, I wanted to keep up the, you know, the cadence here. I don't want to let a, a week go by without putting out an episode. So uh, first and foremost, appreciate Derek. He was on standby for me. Uh, Derek, if you're listening, thank you. If I couldn't get this done, he was uh, waiting in the bullpen to come in and uh, put something together for me. So we are making it happen, though, this week. Um, and, yeah, I did have a couple people ask, like, well, where are you going? You know, that you can't put a, an episode out there. Well, we are in Cooperstown, New York. And uh, it's not to see the Hall of Fame, actually. If you're a baseball fan, it's where the Hall of Fame is. But my dad actually grew up here. And we're lucky enough to have a house on the lake. So this is our favorite spot. So this is our big vacation every year. Now, I do think that we need a new word for vacation if you do have children that are like under seven years old or something like that because it has been really rough the fact that i'm even able to sneak away for this like 20 25 minutes is a miracle uh but yeah that it's not as much as a vacation as it always used to be when we came up here a lot more chaotic that's for sure but um still pumped and you know Watching the race on Sunday, however things went down, I was still going to be you know, pretty pumped with a beer in my hand out on the dock. So um, can't complain about much when you're you know, not working and in a really happy place. So let's get to Pocono because it was a, an interesting one, that's for sure. I mean, so we'll start with the action on the track. And it was Denny versus Kyle. That's what it really came down to. And, you know, Denny, he was the better bet. He was the better bet. We'll talk about Rye Cape. He was on uh, for the faceoff. We'll, we'll get to that in a second. But coming down to it, you know, it, I went with Kyle as an outright pick. I went with him in a head-to-head matchup. Um, and Denny just came through. I, I did not expect that. And props to him. You know what I mean? They, they made it work. And I was surprised, honestly. Even going into that last restart or whatever it was that they, you know, had the, the final one. Because Kyle was so good on restarts all day. And the fact that, 
you know, he wasn't able to get ahead of Denny on that restart was surprising. I was pretty cocky, actually. I was thinking, yeah, this is this has got Kyle written all over it, and he just couldn't make it work. I think he had a few laps older tires. Maybe that was the factor, but all day, Kyle Busch was just mowing them down on restarts, getting out in front real easily. So um, that kind of shocked me. It props to Denny. You know what I mean? He was able to hold on and and get the victory on the racetrack. So um, you got to give credit where credit's due. It was a, a good bet if you took Denny Hamlin over Kyle Busch or Hamlin outright. So with that being said, let's talk about what happened afterwards because both Kyle and Denny end up being disqualified. So... They were doing some shady stuff, and they got called on it, and, you know, both race cars, first and second place finishes are, you know, if you're listening to this, I mean, you already know, but they are no longer 1-2. The, when you look back on the race years later, they're going to show up as disqualified at the back, um, so wherever they finish, 36, 37th, or, or whatnot. That meant that we had a new winner, and it was Chase Elliott. So, we learned a lot, I think, in the last couple of days. So first, I would like to say we learned that Chase definitely has a good head on his shoulders. Um, he made all the right comments saying, yeah, this this does not feel like a race that I won. I'm not going to – somebody asked him about the trophy, like that matters. He said, yeah, we, di- we didn't win the race. We weren't good enough. I'm No way I'm asking for that trophy. Um, Denny Hamlin kind of trolled that question from that reporter a little bit with a, a picture of the trophy while he was eating breakfast. Um, so – I thought Chase handled it really well because he didn't earn the win. And I think we're all lucky because we learned, maybe not learned, but we were reminded that this could happen. It has not happened yet. And it's another reminder that these teams are going to push things to the absolute limit. And there's a reason why they had to, you know, make the disqualification rule a little bit more intense years back and and give the win to the, the next driver in line. Um, and it's because it's to try to deter teams from doing this stuff. And it's a reminder. They are doing this each and every week. And this time they got caught on it. So that was, you know, a, a pretty big shock to the system. Uh, but for gamblers, there were just all sorts of questions, right? Gambling Twitter was just a buzz on Sunday night trying to figure out what books were going to honor what bet. And I think that this was just great because we're able to kind of get this out now, right? As NASCAR gambling starts to take off, these are the types of things that the sports books are going to need to really nail down. And the fact that, you know, I saw one tweet that literally spelled out each sports book and, and who they're honoring as the winner with their bets. And the fact that it's even different is crazy to me. Now, I understand like different sports books have different rules, but this is a good opportunity for everyone to kind of come together, learn from the mistakes and, you know, just nail down an actual rule so that there is no question marks like, oh my God, am I going to get paid out? Now, the real winner here for PR is DraftKings. And that's who I had a few different bets on. And I had Chase as an outright on DraftKings that I threw in like the day of or something. And uh, I saw that that paid out. I also had Toyota's top one and two. And I had Chevy top one and two, and both of those paid out on DraftKings. So basically, DraftKings was just going through and saying, yeah, we're going to give you everything um, if it, it hit one way or the other. So props to them, because there were some other sports books that were being really stingy about certain things. I, I think that the default line would have to be, 
you know, who won on the track. I think that's what I saw a few different sports books have that line in their rule books. But this is cause to go back and kind of review that situation. Um, I don't know if everybody's going to be able to do what DraftKings did and, and even if they would be able to do this again if it continues to happen where you just try to make everybody happy. I applaud the effort by DraftKings because that is really cool. But I don't know how sustainable that is. So it almost... You know, it's a great debate, right? Because if you're gambling, you need a clean race. You don't need cheaters getting in the way if you want to throw the C word around at the people who get disqualified, if it's even needed. I don't know. I mean, there's so many layers to that onion. Like, is it really cheating or were they just like pushing the limits a little bit too far and, and you know, everyone's doing it, that sort of thing. I don't want to get into that conversation. I just am kind of glad that this was brought to the forefront to maybe you know, get these rules more defined as NASCAR gambling starts to take off. Because if you do get new gamblers in betting on NASCAR, new fans betting on NASCAR, this is going to really confuse them down the line. So let's nip it in the bud now. So hopefully the sports books, you know, kind of have cause to go back and just reassess everything, you know, the way it exists right now and kind of rewrite the rules to, to make it more rock solid next time around. So a very interesting Pocono race, that's for sure. I mean, the race itself, I thought it was decent. It was decent enough, right? We've got restarts are always fun there to watch. Then the strategy was involved. We had guys getting off cycle and, you know, we had a battle for the win at the end uh, with those restarts and Denny held on. I mean, it was a decent Pocono race. It wasn't spectacular by any means, but it wasn't bad. So I, I thought Pocono did its job. Um, the, the dequalification thing, well, that's... Uh, that's just kind of a, what are you going to do? That could happen in any racetrack. Now, as far as our bets were concerned, didn't hit the outright winner with Kyle Busch just missing, but um, we did have a few uh, top tens. We hit on Eric Jones with a good number there, plus 200. We had Bubba Wallace at uh, plus 110 for top 10. So did hit some finishing position bets. We missed the bet of the week, the tool hangers bet of the week. We went with Almarola for that one, and uh, that one did not pay out. He was up and down all, all race. Uh, I don't even want to talk about him, but uh, we missed that one. And the full tank face-off. So our head-to-head matchups, we had a great one. And, I mean, we've had some close finishes for the, the full tank face-offs so far this year in, in various ways, right, with the group bettings and things coming down to the wire. But I don't remember a you know regular full tank face-off where it was just three head-to-head matchups that came down to, like, the race winner. Because that's what Rye Cape and I had with his absolutely bold strategy, taking Denny and giving me Kyle. That was the difference in the faceoff. Um, so Denny getting it done gives him the win, the, the two to one win. It was a three one win because he called out the winner as well. But we have to take that one away. He still wins the matchup. So I'm gonna have to get him back on to have uh, another shot there to tie the series up. But um, hats off to to Rye there, and thanks again for coming on last week because that matchup really did live up to the hype. I was pretty pumped to see it play out, and it man, it was really fun. So props to him, and uh, we'll we'll take the L on that one because it was it was worth it. So let's talk Indy as we move forward. Like I said, kind of a faster episode this week. And, you know, the the Indy road course, when you think of it, what comes to mind? Because to me, just embarrassment comes to mind. There were so many things in that race. But the first thing that comes to mind is the fact that the track just didn't hang on. The track itself was the storyline after that race. It fell apart and just caused 
wreck after wreck. I think it was like two or three different wrecks wiping out countless drivers, drivers that were legitimately, you know, in the race. Then after they get that all sorted out, right, we've got the Chase Briscoe versus Denny Hamlin situation where Briscoe completely ignores the racetrack and goes off track to try to take the, the first place spot away. He gets, you know, penalized for that and he ends up taking Denny out in the process um, so then that opened the door for a random ass winner. AJ Allmendinger goes and gets it done after everybody else went through, you know, the gauntlet. So uh, a very wild race from last year. So I think that's a, a storyline that you kind of have to not shake off, right? You have to keep that in mind maybe as you're, you're making these bets, because, you know, if this sort of thing happens again, well, would you feel comfortable taking the, the heavy favorites? We're going to talk about them in a second. But the point is, if you expect chaos, then if chaos is the aftermath, then part of that equation is the favorites not winning, right? So that's the decision really that you have to make. Is it going to be like Road America where it's just a, a tactical track and the, the favorites kind of went out and they dominated and there was no nobody interrupting that realm or that world? Or is it going to be like Indy was last year? You know, maybe they're not able to get the track fixed like they wanted to. And it comes apart again and causes more chaos. And, you know, people get crazy and they go off-roading again. Who knows how it's going to go down, but which way are you lean in, right? That's how you have to really think of it. Because if you are leaning like it's going to be more of a boring race, then yeah, you'd be more inclined to take some of the guys at the top of the odds board. If you think it's going to be nuts, then you feel a little bit more comfortable taking a shot on some of the, the longer odds. So let's talk about the track stats here because we've only had one race so i'm going all road courses overall in nascar cup series so 81 road course starts in the cup series the winner has started from the pole 15 times no one has won on the pole in 21 or 22 top five starters they won the race 43 times. That's 57%. Reddick this year was in the top five or last time around when we were at Road America. Top 10, 73% of the time, the winner starts there. So qualifying matters, as you would imagine, on a road course. Um, starting outside the, the top 20, three times it happened in the chase at Road America last year, he got it done. Manufacture, that's the big one because Chevy has won all three races this year and they have nine straight road course races. I think the last one that they didn't win may have been Christopher Bell at the Daytona road course, I think. But um, absolutely crazy stat that Chevy is just dominating right now. So the metrics that I jotted down to look at before I went on vacation, uh, before we had the odds at our disposal here, I'm looking at the most recent seven races at the seven tracks that have been on the schedule in the last two years. So I am including Daytona Road Course still, maybe not for very long, but yes, I am including that. And then, you know, this season, the three races that we've had already, and then the other tracks that we didn't get to yet, I'm looking at their race from last year. So that's a total of seven races that I'm looking at. And uh, as addition to that, 
I'm looking at green flag speed from 2022 because the next gen car definitely matters. So I'm looking at green flag speed, average running position, because I feel like that's a big one on road courses where you're running normally um, is a good indicator of where they're going to be this time around. So I wanted to throw that one out there as well. So Chase is your favorite. And I think when we got to Road America, it was like plus 550. Now he's plus 400 on DraftKings. That's a little bit too much for me. Uh, we'll see. I'm going to be interested to see how he looks after practicing qualifying. Because if other guys start to show up a little bit, maybe his odds drop and you get him at a better value. That's how I'm kind of playing Chase right now. I think you definitely need something on Chase. Maybe it's a, a different type of bet. We're going to talk about a couple ways to include Chase into your betting slip. But the outright at plus 400 right now, it's a little tough. I mean, we know how good he's been at road courses and we know how good he's been recently. Like one, two, one, two finishes like crazy current form. But plus 400 is a little much because we've seen some long shot winners already this year on the road courses. So, you know, why not again? So I'm going to call out a couple guys real quick here to, to win the race at a decent value here. Ross Chassain is plus 700. I think that that is a damn good value. Um, I, I really like that number for someone that we're you know, any driver that we're seeing with Ross's stats right now, because he just checks all the boxes for me. The, the value's there and he's great this season overall in his performance. And he's been great on road courses this year in 2022. His green flag speed so far in three races is 4.3. His average running position is 6.4. Both of those statistics, he leads NASCAR in on road courses this season at those three tracks. So that's impressive. And Something that maybe, you know, okay, well, who really cares about that stuff, Phil? Well, his average finish is 4.0, and that's also first. One win, two top fives, three top tens in his last three races so far this year. No one else has that type of stat, the one, two, and the three. So very impressive stuff out of Ross Chastain. I would think that he would be a favorite, but he's still behind Chase and Larson on the odds list. So I'm going to take him at plus 700 while I can get him. And uh, even if he slips a little bit in practice or whatever, I'll, I'll take the additional value um, if we do get it. The other guy that I want to throw out here is more of a longer shot. If it's not going to be a Chevy, I'm going to go with a total value play here on Austin Cindric plus 1200. I, I think this is a decent bet um, if you're looking for somebody, you know, a little different. He's a non-Chevy driver, so that definitely hurts him because we just talked about that manufacturer trend. But in his last seven races, he's only been a part of four of them. All right, he's got one top five and four top tens. So that data set that I'm looking at, right? The most recent races at all the tracks, Austin's only been a part of four of those races. His average finish in that time span is first compared to everyone, 7.3. That's impressive. And that's you know only in those four races. In 2022, right? We're all you know, just looking at these three tracks. Um, he is one of three drivers who have finished in the top 10 all three times. The other two? Chase Elliott and Ross Chastain. So he definitely is up there with the best of them so far this year. His green flag speed is fourth in NASCAR. And I just think that it's worth a little bit of a long shot if you consider plus 1200 a long shot. I mean, he's off the beaten trail enough where the sports books are giving us a little something here. So I'm interested in taking this. And if you don't like that, Top five bet. I mean, plus 160 is pretty decent. He's also in a group bet against Kyle Busch, Chase Briscoe, and Daniel Suarez. He's plus 230 to win that. I think that's an interesting bet as well. So if the outright scares you because of the Chevy thing, you know, maybe 
Syndra could could win a group bet for you, hit a top five, or win a head-to-head matchup. I don't see a head-to-head on him right now, but I would include him in a parlay if I see that down the line this week. So um, pretty interesting stuff I thought about Austin Sendrick, so I'm, I'm giving him a look because clearly he's decent at road courses. We kind of knew this going in when he opened up his career, and um, well, he's proven it. So those are the two guys that I'm feeling out. Obviously, you know, Chase is somebody you want to consider. But uh, if we're going to get a little chaos and, and you still want guys with speed on your slip, Chastain at plus 700 and Austin Sendrick, they jump off the page to me as people to definitely watch for this weekend. So that'll be the outrights for this week in Indy. Yeah. Can you send my baseball? Sure. There. Wow. Avoid the clap, Jimmy Dugan. Wow. That's good advice. All right, so to round out the episode, we've got the finishing position bets and kind of a hodgepodge of uh, thoughts and, and leans here. And I want to start with what I'm calling the vacay parlay. This is uh, something similar to what I did on Mother's Day, right? When I reached out to you know different moms in my life and asked them feelings on a head-to-head matchup. This week, I found three matchups and I wanted to approach the the different people here that I'm with. I'm with my parents. I'm with my sister and her husband and her kids and obviously my wife and kids. So I was just uh, trying to incorporate them in some way. They didn't want me recording this time. Um, Felt a little funny about that. But the the first thing that I went into was I pulled up a, a Coors Light and a High Noon. Coors Light representing the C for Chastain, High Noon, H for Hamlin, and I went up to my brother-in-law, pulled these out of the, the ice-cold cooler, right? Going down to the dock, went up to my brother-in-law and said, hey, pick one. Which one are you taking? Well, he went with the ice-cold Coors Light. So him unknowingly in that moment selected Ross Chastain in that matchup. So Ross right now is a heavy favorite over Hamlin, uh, like minus 250, which is just nuts. But that's what we're going with in the VK Parlay Part 1. Then uh, my mom was a bit of a favorite of people. I had some people reach out to me for the Mother's Day one. She went with Chase Elliott in that uh, Mother's Day parlay because she was referring to Chase Utley. And uh, pretty much same thing happened this time around. She said, well, I I like Chase Utley. And I said, well, okay. It was Chase over Larson. He was, again, another heavy favorite in that matchup. I was hoping we might be able to get a little uh, value there. But then uh, the last one I thought was a little bit more interesting than just asking someone straight up. So I picked a, a matchup with Alex Bowman, number 88, and Chris Buescher, number 17. So I went up to my wife and asked her, hey, did you put on sunscreen today? She said, yeah. I said, what, what SPF was that? Whatever number that was, whatever's leaning closer to the, the driver's numbers, that's who we're going with in the matchup here. I'm getting, you know, pretty creative, a little stir crazy, I think you could probably tell. And, uh, well, she was wearing SPF 50. So 50 is almost like dead center, and it favors Chris Busher by just a hair. So our vacay parlay, if you put that together right now, plus 301, Chastain over Hamlin, Chase over Larson, and Chris Busher over Alex Bowman. Now, I think if you wait till after practice and qualifying, unless they take away the bets altogether, you might be able to get some better value there. But 301 right now, that's what that's at. So, um Pretty pumped to see if the vacay parlay works for us here. Now, let's get into some of the the other bets here that I'm kind of into, kind of leaning. We'll start with the bet of the week. 
And the bet of the week, as always, is brought to us by Toolhangers.com. That's Toolhangers with a Z. They specialize in custom tool hangers for storing, organizing, and displaying on pegboard tool walls from circular saws, drills, batteries, cords, garden tools, hand tools, whatever you have to try to clean up your space, Toolhangers.com will be able to accommodate you. So definitely give them a look. And obviously, we're trying to build up the bank right now because we're giving away a gift card at the end of the year and uh, at the end of Daytona, regular season year for uh, some lucky person out there. And every week I get $10 allotted to me. And if I hit that bet, more money goes into that pot. We're about $55 right now, I think. And uh, this week I'm, you know, you could say that I'm being a little bit of a coward this week, but it's still a pretty decent bet to hit. Chevy's to finish one, two. It's plus 150. I think, you know, you got to lean into that Chevy trend. And this season, Chevy's been dominant on the road course. I mean, you just go through the, the list of drivers, right, that are in the Chevy camp and, and how good they are. I mean, we saw three times this year, Chastain, Reddick, and Suarez. And the best part about it is you're not even including guys like Chase Elliott, Kyle Larson, the, the bigger name Chevy drivers that you normally think of, right? The, the heavy favorites according to the sports book. So I like this bet one, two. I've been on the, the one, two prop bets for the last few weeks. It's very fun. It's a very fun bet. Um, now, if you wanted to get super crazy, Toyota, this is obviously not the bet of the week anymore, but just to riff off of that, Toyota's one, two finish is like plus 2,500. Like that's a, a total long shot, but hey, you know, sometimes if you're a Toyota fan or you're a JGR fan, you want to have a little fun they can get it done. But uh, I think Chevy plus 150 to finish 1-2 is a really good opportunity to add some money to our uh, bank here for toolhangers.com. So definitely lock that in when you can, because if they go out and just absolutely run wild in practice, then that might shift a little bit in the opposite direction. Uh, as far as a finishing position bet, I like Chris Busher once again for a top 10 finish. He's plus 100 on DraftKings, probably get him a little bit better on Barstool. In New York, where I'm at, I'm not able to place bets on Barstool, which was a shock to me. Uh, I did not realize that. So looking at Busher in those last seven races, he's got three top 10s. His average finish in those seven races is fourth, 10.3. 2022, he's been even better. I mean, he's Sixth in green flag speed. His average running position is fourth, 10.3. Right where we need him to be on average, that 10th place spot. And he's been on it recently. Like through the last stretch of races, Chris Buescher has been a, a decent car. So they're figuring out. And they had some adversity with their crew chief. I don't know if they've appealed it or if he's actually out right now. They had a, a suspension for a tire getting away. And he's been dealing with that and also thriving a little bit. So um, going through that adversity, I really like that. In his last two road course starts, he finished second and sixth. So Chris Buescher is definitely worth your look this weekend going into Indy because he's another one, right? If chaos unfolds, Chris Buescher may be a, a Johnny on the spot to cash a huge ticket. Um, but, you know, just point that out. So top 10 plus 100 on DraftKings, maybe better on Barstool when they come up. Now, another guy that's kind of right with him each week, it seems like, is Michael McDowell. And McDowell is a lean for me. It was, I was talking with the guys from the NASCAR betting preview show in our chat, and we were all on McDowell when the odds came out to win the race is a super long shot. Um, but to finish in the top 10, he's plus 100 right now on DraftKings. And 
Then the news came out that they're getting hit with the penalties. Now they are going to appeal. So, you know, he'll have his crew chief likely for this weekend, but you know, were they doing something that was giving them that extra speed over these last few weeks and they finally got caught? That's a bit of a concern. So for me, McDowell is more of a lean and I'll see what I see in practice and qualifying because um, if he is way off, then that tells you something. So uh, he was somebody that had circled and now we kind of have to back off a little bit. I'm pretty sure our guy Rory already um, cashed his, his bet back out on McDowell. So uh, that tells you a lot right there. So um, looking at some of these other prop bets, though, we've got DraftKings offering the weekly specials Chase and Larson to finish in the top three. It's plus 700. Now, this is, again, I'm, I'm kind of playing both sides of the coin. Now, you might not want to do that, but if you are one to say this race will not be chaotic like it was last year, it will be a sound, you know, good run race, well, Chase and Larson being up in the top three it's very plausible, very plausible. So they're both to finish in the top three, 700. I mean, it's an insane bet. I think like normally I'd be like, Ugh, totally no chance. I kind of wish it was a different driver other than Larson. Cause he hasn't been phenomenal on the road courses like chase. I mean, chase, I think is a given to finish in the top three, but Larson may be uh, the, the tougher one to hit on that one. But the fact that Chase is so good, then you're basically just hoping Larson can hang on. Plus 700, it gives you something on those guys that, you know, you're not really spending too much uh, with the really low odds. So I like that one. And keep that in the same vein, two other teammates, Suarez and Ross Chastain, to both finish in the top five. That's plus 450, and both have been so good on road courses this year in green flag speed they are both one two so chastain and suarez are one two in green flag speed on these three tracks that we've seen so far this year so each have a win already this year racing really well suarez has really impressed me honestly a lot i thought his win was gonna be a fluke i have seen strength out of that team and i am kind of into it so uh the the top five for both of those plus plus 450 excuse me that might be uh, worth. I'm going to definitely dip into that. So I kind of wish I had Chastain and Elliott to both finish in the top three or five, but um, I'll take what I can get with these guys. So then the last thing I'm going to call out is just a head-to-head matchup that I'm really feeling strongly about, and that is Christopher Bell over William Byron's minus 110. Byron actually has the 2-1 advantage so far this year, but Bell he ran into some trouble in the last couple races, and he finished third at Coda. It's very strong. He won the Daytona road course a couple years ago, like we said. So he's not a complete novice on road courses, and he's picking up momentum. Like that win is definitely going to be huge for him. I'm really anxious to see how he performs this race. The other side of that is Byron, who we've talked about how he has struggled recently like the second part of the season where he looked like a championship favorite early on in the year now he's starting to fade now i know he has bell beat two to one this year on the road courses but the fact of the matter is that's because bell had some things happen to him he didn't go out and actually win those matchups if you were betting on them he was really just falling into those so to me christopher bell this week over byron is a decent head-to-head look if you're looking for something um, just a, a quick hitter, minus 110. That's not too shabby. And maybe uh, hold off, like we talked about a, a few times with some of these other bets, hold off until practice and qualifying to see, you know, maybe 
some, one of these guys absolutely goes out and, and shocks everybody um, and the values change a little bit. So I like it though. Christopher Bell right now, minus 110. I'm taking that for myself. So those are the, the leans early on here on this quick vacation episode. I've got uh, Chris Busher in the top 10. I've got Austin Sendrick, you know, I mentioned him in outright, but top five play as well. McDowell's going to be a bit of a lean. I'll have to wait and see. Then we've got the, the weekly specials. And don't forget the toolhangers.com bet of the week is Chevy to finish 1-2. So those are the picks for this week. If you want any more content around the, the gambling for this week, be sure to give the guys at the NASCAR betting preview show, a look Wednesday night. If you're hearing this before eight o'clock and you can always go to Derek's Twitter spaces to hear the recording of that. I know I'll be listening in since I'll be missing out live, but I'll be sending my picks in to Derek. That's for sure. So that's going to do it for another episode of the full tank with Phil podcast. Thank you so much for listening for this short vacation edition of the podcast. But we'll be back in full next week, and we'll have a special guest from the preview show. Rory will be on. Should be a fan favorite, that is for sure. So thanks again. Remember, drive fast, take chances, and we'll see you next time. Place to go. Hell, no place to go. Hell, no place to go. Hell, no place to go.